At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, it's Holden Kushner, host of the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, a decent podcast. Danny does Chicago. I do the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, and Rush Hour is presented by Bet Rivers. My goodness, I've gotten some really good odds on NFL futures on Bet Rivers. I'll be talking about Justin Jefferson for Offensive Player of the Year. Toward the end of the show, we've got a good one set up for you. I have a big, big baseball card today. Um, not an actual card, the actual baseball card that you bet. And then Adam Burke, our buddy from VEASAN, is going to join me to talk some baseball. The Schwab, Frank Schwab from Yahoo. I got to get into the AFC North a little bit. I'm really interested as to what's going on in that division. But let's just start with this baseball card. What's up, everybody? We got the Rockies and the Dodgers tonight. I got to play there. I want to talk about the Cubs and the Brewers. This should be an interesting game with Hendricks on the mound. Rangers, Orioles. Mets, Reds, and I'm a big live better. So I'll tell you what I'm planning on live betting tonight and go through a couple of scenarios there with you as well. But we're going to dig right in. Rockies, Dodgers, late game tonight. Very late game, but I must say, there's one of the worst offenses you've ever seen on the road, and that would be the Colorado Rockies. Now, there was a pitching change here. The projected pitcher was Mitch White. Mitch White probably gets you four or five innings. Really good electric stuff. Ryan Pepio has been called up to make, I believe this is his fourth start in the majors now. Now through the first three, and this kid has electric stuff, absolutely electric stuff. He was called up today. First three starts, he ended up with 13 Ks 
in 11 and a third innings. The problem was he walked 11. I don't see that happening again. When he went back down to AAA, and it was at the beginning of June, he was spectacular. 2-2-2 ERA, cut down on the walks, just 12 and 24-plus innings. So I think Pepio takes care of business tonight. Now, that's just one side of the equation. There's a couple other things working here. I look at ballpark factors a lot. Dodger Stadium, not a great place to hit. Day game, hot, great place to hit. Night games, not the best time to hit. And I watch a lot of the Dodgers and a lot of the Rockies because I'm out here in Denver. And let me just tell you a little bit about the Rockies offense right now on the road. First of all, 41 and 85 in their last 126 road games. So if you wanted to back the Dodgers, I mean, the run line juice is too much for me. I wouldn't blame you there. Um, the Rockies, let's see here. 14 home runs on the road against righties. Worst in the league. 29th in weighted runs created on the road. 29th in OPS with the lowest hard hit rate of any team in baseball on the road. So they can't hit on the road. They can't hit for power. They can't get on base. They can't do anything on the road. And I don't care if it's this kid Pepio or not. Even if he walks a couple of guys, the Rockies have major issues getting the bat on the ball and having it drop for hits. I mean, last night they got lucky. My goodness. Reyes Moronta. Okay, you look at the box score today and say, hey, the Rockies scored three runs. This kid Moronta, he's given up a home run and three straight relief appearances. If he's not in there tonight, please, Dave Roberts, don't put him in. Uh, the, the Rockies ain't scoring four runs. Under three and a half is my official play here. It was at minus 130 earlier. I'm seeing around minus 135. My, my threshold for juice, just personally, is between 130 and 135. So it's sitting right there toward the end of it. Um, and, and let me just throw one more stat in there. There's 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Colorado, 29th and runs scored on the road at 3.03. They're just horrible. I feel really good about this bet. And these are bets that I've been making throughout the season, really going back the last couple of seasons. This team goes from elevation in Denver, and now they're going out to sea level. Forget about it. All right, number two, and I know we're on Marquee Network in Chicago, my old hometown, grew up in Buffalo Grove, went to school at Stevenson. What's up to everybody out there? Uh, game played at Miller Park today, though. Tonight, I should say. Kyle Hendricks and Jason Alexander. Kyle Hendricks has been a hot mess when he's facing the Brewers. Now, he's had one good start, two starts, not so hot. And he's coming off a pretty nice start against the Reds. Here's the problem. He's got a 6.89 ERA with a 1.75 whip. That's walks and hits and innings pitched against Milwaukee since the start of the season. They have his number. Now, I'm a little uncomfortable backing the Brewers' offense here just because they have gone anemic quite a few times. But the current Brewers have a 901 OPS against him. On the other side, Jason Alexander, not from Seinfeld. This kid comes out, 29-year-old rookie. He came up when Woodruff was sidelined. So in his last outing, he gave up three hits, two runs, and just two innings of work. So you're going to see a lot of bullpen come in here. His ground ball pitcher pitches to contact. The Brewers, now I'm making a case here for the Brewers, right? They've scored five or more runs in six of eight games. I'm looking for a regression out of Alexander, but I'm hesitant, just hesitant to bet anything in this game. If I were to make a bet, it would be to back the Brewers. I don't like the juice there. So I'm going to pass on the Cubs and the Brewers, possibly with a live betting situation. But for the most part, this is a pass tonight. We'll get into my next game. I was really high on the Rangers and the Orioles when I woke up this morning. Looking at the radar. Now, you have to take weather into account when you're betting these games. You know, we go back to the first one. Rockies-Dodgers, I like an under. 
big ballpark. The weather really isn't going to play a factor there. Cubs, Brewers, not messing with it because you'll be in a dome. Rangers, Orioles, though, <whistles> wind is blowing out to left field at double digits. We've got temperatures in the 80s with humidity in the 70s. I mean, this is just beautiful hitting weather. And for those of you that aren't scientists, let me just tell you, when there's more humidity in the air, the air is lighter, the molecules are bouncing around, ball's going to fly a little bit farther. Remember, though, in Baltimore, fences move back in left field, but we still got a wind blowing out there. So that kind of helps me. For the Orioles, it's a bullpen game. I think that we might see a delay to start the game. So just be prepared for that. I do think they get through this game, but it's going to be a bullpen game. Austin Voth is going to get the start. This kid was a disaster with the Nationals. He could go three or four innings if he gets through it. Guy with a great spin rate. But boy, was he awful with the Nationals before being designated in June. He allows an uh, on-base percentage of 512 against the bottom of the order this season. So not only is the top five or six hit him, the bottom of the order just crushes him. He's one of the worst pitchers in baseball, giving up hits and walks to the bottom of these orders. That's that's tough to ignore right there. Uh, for Texas, Spencer Howard gets a start. Now, I'm not a Spencer Howard guy. He was one of the top prospects. He might have been the top prospect in the Phillies organization. So a lot of people look at that. They say, well, he had a couple rough starts. He's coming off a good start right now. I'm going to bet against Spencer Howard being on tonight with a great weather situation, a team of the Orioles that has a lot of right-handed power. Howard has a 12-plus ERA in three starts spanning six and two-thirds innings. His exit velo is almost 102 miles an hour, which is astronomical. I mean, it is not easy to give up an exit velo of 101.8. I, and I love the Orioles' bullpen, by the way. Love them. Love the Orioles' bullpen. So what am I doing, though? I think Voth gives up some big runs early. I don't like Howard tonight whatsoever. Now, if this turns out and we're sitting here watching this game in the seventh inning and it's three to two, I'll be panicking quite a bit. I don't think we're there yet. I like the over nine and a half runs tonight in Baltimore, Texas, in Baltimore. Some of it has to do with the weather. Some of it has to do with the pitching. Some of it has to do with the talent, the offensive talent on both sides. People poo-poo the Orioles. This team's good. I know they're under 500, but they've been playing much better baseball over the last month or so. So keep an eye out for them. Um, game starting up very soon. Mets and Reds. Max Scherzer is coming back. He's taking on Nick Lodolo, left-hander, hasn't pitched since April. He's a guy that I like to target. This is at the Great America Small Park, too. Hot, humid, once again. Upper 80s, high humidity, winds out to left, five to eight miles an hour. And this Mets offense has absolutely been rolling so far in this series against Cincy. I would expect them to sweep this, but here we go. Let's get into it. Mets plans for Scherzer, go six innings, get me 90 pitches. That's the plan. We'll see. You know, he had a minor league start pushed back because the oblique injury kind of bothered him again, but he bounced back in that last start in the minors and cleaned up. Lodolo on the other side, a lefty, 5-5-2 ERA. He does pitch better than that, just a 3-1-7 XFIP. Um, this is his first start since April, though, again. Then the Mets have just a 7.02 OPS against left-handed pitching. That's 19th in baseball. So I think that this is going to be a situation where I bet the Mets team total live. And I'll also hit the Mets on the money line if they're behind at any point in time. The Reds bullpen is one that I have targeted live so many times this season. I think I targeted both when I was hosting shows over the weekend. We cleaned up there. The Reds bullpen has the worst whip 
FIP, DRIP, any other thing that ends with an IP, they have the worst. They are awful. This bullpen is one that we want to attack as often as we can. And I'll do it again tonight. So if you're betting any live games, I think you look at the Mets, they fall behind, you take them on the money line, unless Scherzer's out. And then I think that changes everything. And then the other side of things is um, it's just this bullpen at home for the Reds at 5.75. You know, unless the Reds are throwing lefties all game, I think the Mets get to where they need to be. If you see a situation where the Mets team total comes down to about four and you can get closer to even money, I think that's the way to jump in. As a matter of fact, I think it's a great idea, and it's something that I'm going to be doing later tonight. Only one other bet uh, that I wanted to throw out there, and this is more of a field play than anything else, uh, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, he is just in a smash spot tonight going up against Zach Grinke, that awful, awful Kansas City bullpen. By now, we have enough data. We know which bullpens are good and bad. Let's go with a Jordan home run at plus 300. Okay. Bet Rivers Sportsbook, my friends. They invite you to add some variety to your baseball bet with new same game moment. Every game this baseball season, you could combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. And whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or betrivers.com and make your baseball same game parlays today. Coming up next, let's catch up with the Schwab. Frank Schwab, handicapper with Yahoo. Got to go through the AFC North and talk some betting, baby. I'm holding Kushner here on Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a city, a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There's CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and my buddy Frank Hanrahan in Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, speaking of the CityCast, my name is Holden Kushner. I am the host of the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Always talking about betting the local Denver teams uh, in Colorado, too, because we got CU football coming up. By the way, this whole Pac-12 thing, night-night Pac-12, go to the Big 12. Let's just get three super conferences of 20 teams, and everything's going to work out just fine. Oh, my gosh. It's just the SEC, the Big 10, they're taking everything, they're scooping it up, and we're going to have two 20-team mega-conferences. It's amazing. And the unfortunate part about this is there's just a lot of rivalries that are dead. So I'm out here in Colorado, right? I grew up, well, I grew up in Chicago, but I went to school at the University of Kansas, and I'm a lot older than I look. So this is Cordell Stewart back in the day. There was a rivalry between Kansas and Colorado. There was a rivalry between Colorado and Nebraska. There are no rivalries for Colorado, and there's a lot of rivalries that are going to be dying here with college football. But you know who's alive? Alive and kicking and time to talk some NFL with Frank Schwab. He's with Yahoo. He's a handicapper, and he's pretty damn good at it. Hello, Mr. Schwab. How are you today? It's Holden Kushner. What's going on? What is so funny? What are you chuckling about, huh? Was it just a funny uh, intro? You know, Am I look funny? What, 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 what like a clown? I, I, it's one of those things where when you say, you know, good handicapper, all of a sudden I immediately get nervous about, oh, you know, going 0-256 in the NFL this year. Do you deal with this too? Because I had a good year last year. I mean, uh, that's kind of out there. But I, I worry that I can never win another NFL bet because the NFL is so hard. I do these previews and I'm like, you know, all these teams have changed. Am I going to know anything? So it's just, I guess it's just that uh, betters insecurity if that, if that is such a thing in the world. I don't believe I'm one of the people that doesn't believe in jinxes. Okay. So a lot of people are like, Oh, if you say something nice to me, I'm going to go down the toilet just like you did to me. (laughs) So I don't believe in jinxes. I think it's witchcraft. And I kind of gave up witchcraft as a child. So no, uh, I think you're going to be just fine. Schwab. You have a very good resume and going forward, you're going to be okay. Can we talk some AFC North please? Because I, I've really been digging in. Yeah. I've been digging in. I just wanted to. I mean, I'm more. I'm. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out myself because, yeah, there's that <laughs> one big black cloud hanging over this entire division that may, makes sure you can't really handicap it properly. Well, I don't know what the hell we're going to do with the Browns. I do want to talk to you about the Ravens, though, because Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. People seem to forget he was an MVP candidate 
until just about before the injury last year. They're getting Dobbins back. So offensively, it's good. Um, defensively, I, I, they get healthy again. Talk to me here about the Ravens. What do you think about them, their team total? And is this team going to get back to being a contender in the AFC? Yeah, I love them. Absolutely love them. And it starts with the infrastructure. The Ravens are always good. And there's just something to be said about that. There's something to be said about, I can confidently bet on John Harbaugh knowing we're probably getting 10 wins minimum. I mean, that's just, he's one of those handful of guys in the NFL that knows what he's doing, always has his team ready. Now, last year, if you're holding last year against the Baltimore Ravens, I don't know what to tell you because they had one of the worst injury luck seasons I've ever seen. They just, everybody was gone. I mean, and it started in training camp, but they're losing cornerbacks and running backs. And, you know, eventually they lost their left tackle and it just, it was a mess for them injury wise. And then you lose Lamar Jackson. And even without Lamar Jackson, they still had some of the worst luck on the field in, in terms of losing close games. I think five of their losses late in the season were by three points or less. I, that, that's unsustainable. That, that's something that's going to regress to the positive. I love the Ravens this year. The, the Browns' uncertainty certainly plays into that. I'm going to be fading the Bengals a little bit just because, you know, I, I think that's kind of the common thing to do is fade the Bengals. And that leads me to this Ravens team that's always good. They're always in contention. I, I have an over, yeah, I have an over ticket on them already. I've luckily got a division, couple division tickets on them before everybody started to figure out, yeah, Deshaun Watson might not be playing football this year. So got a good number on them. And even, I think they're still 25 to one ish to, to win the Super Bowl. I like it. I think I think they're fully in play of winning a Super Bowl. This team was a Super Bowl contender before Lamar went down last year, even with all their injuries. And that injury luck isn't going to repeat again. They're, they're going to be healthier this year. Frank, so the initial go-to is the Bengals are going to regress. They didn't have a great regular season last year. Didn't they win like 10 games? They just made that great run to where they needed to get to. But I understand where the thoughts are. They did beef up the offensive line. Now you got Burrow another right. year off of surgery. They have one of the best receiving core, if not the best receiving core in the league, and they can run the ball. So your concerns, are they with Burrow regressing or is it the defensive side of the ball? It's it's a little bit of everything, just in the fact, like, like you said, and this isn't, isn't one of those teams where there's some Super Bowl teams or some teams that make a deep run in the playoffs where it's just instant fade. Like, yeah, I'm not, the 2021 Bengals aren't a fun team to fade because you know, their offense is going to be really, really good. Uh, they, they have two of the top 10 receivers in football, great quarterback, all that kind of stuff. But like you said, I think at the one point last year, after they lost to San Francisco in overtime, I believe they were seven, six and one. And they just got on a roll after that or six, five and one, whatever it was. I don't have it off the top of my head, but they got on a roll after that. And they won a lot of close games. And if you can't figure it out, close games, I mean, mean a lot like the NFL. We know the NFL is a coin flip league. Uh, you know, as, as Gil always says, it's Planko. And if you end up on the right side of that coin so many times, it's just not going to happen for you the next year. And the Bengals really did until the Super Bowl, unfortunately for them. But they just got on a run that I don't think they can replicate. I don't think their defense is great. It's, it's solid. I do appreciate that they upgraded the offensive line, but I'm not sure exactly Anthony Munoz is playing left tackle for him either. It's a it's a team that I could just see taking a small step back, still being competitive, but being more of what they were the first three quarters of last year when they didn't really look like a playoff team rather than the team we fell in love with as they barely beat the Raiders, barely beat the Titans, barely beat the Chiefs. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of what we remember, but it was a lot of green lights for them down the stretch.
All right, we don't have to mess with the Browns because we don't have 20 minutes to discuss it. And I think at the very least, <laughs> it's going to take that just to talk about the quarterback situation. So the Steelers now, uh, defensive, they still got guys on defense, right? We know they can stay in games that way. But boy, that quarterback situation, like you think there's any chance Pickett steps it up, wins this job, helps this team to get to where they need to be? Because it seems like for the first time in a long time, the Steelers might not even be a 500 team. And that's hard to believe with Mike Tomlin as their head coach. Yeah, it's it's tough to to punch that ticket because you're like, okay, I, I'm betting on Mike Tomlin going under 500. He's never done that before in 14, 15 years. So am I really prepared to do this? And the, But the funny thing, you mentioned the defense. They do have good players, but they weren't a great defense last year. They were fine. They were, they were perfectly reasonable defense. But this wasn't like a top five defense of just carrying the way – they again won a ton of close games. I think they were something like six, one and one in games decided by three points or less, which is just ridiculous. We remember them fondly because they made the playoffs, but they needed the Colts to collapse against the Jaguars. If the Raiders and chargers tie, they're not making the playoffs. We would view this team differently. I think the quarterback situation is actually one of my least concerns because the quarterback situation stunk last year. I mean, Roethlisberger was awful. So I don't think it can get much worse, but it's everything else. It's that their offensive line is not good, that their defense is good, not great, that everything bounced their way last year when they probably should have been about a six or seven win team. And that's kind of how I view them. When I view them in the lens of let's look at reality and not, not the close game luck and all that kind of stuff. I view them as more of a, okay, they're coming off about a seven win type season. I don't, I don't know necessarily that where I see the improvement to get back to nine wins, back to 10 in the playoffs, whatever that's going to be. I just don't see it there for the Steelers. Okay. So I told you, I was not going to talk about the Browns. we got about a minute. So the question for you is without Deshaun Watson, let's just say at a minimum, he's gone, let's say six games, right? What's, mm -hmm. what's the win total for this team? And I think that's conservative, you know, six, six, eight, nine, ten 10 games, who the hell knows, but yeah. What's the what's the estimate here? How do we handicap that? And that's the thing. For one, I think Deshaun Watson. There's no way they can give Deshaun Watson fewer than Calvin Ridley, and Calvin Ridley got a few mm -hmm. full year. There, there is no way the optics of that would be terrible. So I think he's gone all year. But then we don't even know who the next guy up is because we don't know Baker Mayfield's situation. <laughs> we can't yeah. even tell you. Okay, Baker's. If we heard tomorrow Deshaun's done for the year, I still don't know who the Browns' quarterback is. So I think they're. Seven and a half. Like I mean, they're they're about in that range where I can't get them over five hundred with either Baker or Jacoby Brissett. I just can't do it. And I think Deshaun's gone the whole year, so that's where I am with the Browns. So talented, no quarterback, horrible ownership. It really is fascinating yeah. what's going on in Cleveland. Frank, thanks so much for the time. It was good to talk with you. Another Denver dude. You take care of yourself. Absolutely, I appreciate it. You got a Frank Schwab from Yahoo talking AFC North. I got my bets in. I like that thought there on the Ravens. Ravens, Bengals looking to be the two teams that are favorites in that division. Now, when we come back, I'm going to get back into baseball. Mets and Reds in a rain delay. So those of you that are waiting for that game to start, it has been delayed. Also, the Yankees just scratched Anthony Rizzo. So think about that if you bet the Yankees game tonight. Adam Burke, V-Sins, MLB analyst. Joining me next on Rush Hour. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Yeah. 
you want more betting insights to give you an edge, check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, bad beats from sports books in Vegas and across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at vsin.com backslash podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to a live show here. Holden Kushner and for Danny on Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Let's talk a little baseball now with VEASAN's MLB analyst, Mr. Burke. Wonderful to be joined by you once again. Uh, big slate tonight. Big slate. We already got a rain delay with Scherzer going up against the Reds tonight. Uh, hello, first of all. It's wonderful to see you. And second of all, what are you expecting out of Scherzer tonight, my friend? Yeah, I think it's a fair question. I mean, you know, the Reds are not a team that has a lot of household names on offense, but, you know, they've been really good at Great American Ballpark, a park that's played really strong for offense, pretty much regardless of which team has, uh, you know, come into town to face the Reds. I don't know with Scherzer. You know, I mean, he's such a dominant guy, but at the same time, you know, this Reds offense is definitely playing a lot more confidence at home. Uh, Nick Lodolo is a guy that you know, had some walk issues when he first came up, but he's pitched pretty well for the most part down in the minor leagues. I thought honestly about taking the under nine here, but I just can't get myself to do an under in that ballpark. You can't. And listen, the Mets struggle, or I don't want to say struggle, but they're not nearly as good against lefties as they are against righties. This to me is a perfect live betting opportunity. Wait till that Reds bullpen gets in there and just wait for him to implode. I mean, what's Lodolo going to get you four innings tonight? Maybe, maybe five. If he's really lucky to me, it's a perfect live betting opportunity. There's a handful a bullpens I target, and the Reds got to be at the top of the list. And that's another thing. Not even just taking it under in this ballpark, but taking it under with this Reds bullpen, as you mentioned, especially when they'll probably yeah. have to make up at least half of the game, as you alluded to. I want to talk to you about the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. They're taking on the Braves. The Braves are actually favored in the game. Uh, you and I kind of have the same thoughts here. Ian Anderson has been roughed up. I think there's some Cardinals right-handers here that look really good to me, especially like Yepes, Arenado, Goldschmidt. Talk to me here. Why the St. Louis Cardinals at plus 128? Yeah, I, I think this number is a little bit too high. I mean, I think the right team is favored. But with that being said, this line is just a little bit too high here. And the thing for Atlanta, and I've talked about this a lot throughout the course of the season, that you know when they're able to make contact, they're a very dangerous lineup. And they face a guy tonight that, is a 65% ground ball guy. He doesn't miss bats, doesn't have a great strikeout to walk ratio, which is probably part of the reason why this line sits where it does, but he doesn't allow the ball in the air. In fact, he's only given up, I think it's six barrels in 175 batted ball events. So he keeps it on the ground. The Braves will have to string hits together in order to score runs. And that's not really their MO. They're a fly ball, elevate, launch angle kind of offense. So this really isn't that great of a matchup for them. And for Ian Anderson, you know, the strikeout and walk ratio does not look very good. But the interesting thing about him, he's got some massive reverse platoon splits. And what that means is that right-handed batters are taking that kid to town. I think they've got a 382 weighted on base average against him so far this season. So that sets up really nice for Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Juan Yepes, as you mentioned. You know, the Cardinals are a little bit more balanced of an offense. Now that they have lefties like Brandon Donovan and Nolan Gorman in the lineup. But righties have done a number on Anderson. Gorman's swinging it pretty well against most guys. Donovan obviously gets on base a ton. And also, too, one more thing about this game that I really like. 
The Cardinals' bullpen is in better shape. Giovanni Gallegos and Ryan Helsley are both well-rested. Those are guys that Oliver Marmel has used for multiple innings. And the back end of the Braves' bullpen, they have a lot of guys that will be pitching for a third time in four days, pitching back-to-back days, something like that. So I just think the Cardinals were worth a play here tonight, uh, and, and I think that they do get this win as, at an underdog price. Yeah, just a free endorsement here for BaseballPress.com. If you ever want to see bullpen usage, just go there, and they'll show you everybody that pitched over the last five days. Very, very simple. Makes it very, very easy. Cubs and Brewers. So here's the deal. Everybody's looking at Kyle Hendricks. He had one really good start this year against the Brewers. He got roughed up really badly and didn't look great in the third start either. But you and I need to have a theory conversation here because yes, going back to 2014, the Brewers have smacked Hendricks around. You also hadn't been good this year, but you're not taking any of that into account when you're handicapping this game. True or false? Well, I don't take any pitcher versus team stats into account. And look, Kyle Hendricks has thrown 173 innings against the Brewers in his career, has a 354 ERA. But what happened in 2014, 2015, 2016 has absolutely no bearing on this season or last season or any of the upcoming seasons because none of those guys are even in the Milwaukee lineup anymore. Most of those guys probably aren't even playing baseball anymore. So those pitcher versus team stats are things that I really don't take into account at all. The only thing I will take into account is if a team has recently seen a guy, you know, they've seen the pitch shape, they've seen kind of the pitching mindset, the usage, all of that, you know, if they've done that recently, especially if it's a young pitcher, then that's something that I will factor into my handicap. I don't really care what the result was. I just want to know, have they seen the guy recently? Will they be caught off guard by anything? Did they start hitting better the third time through the order? Stuff like that. For Kyle Hendricks, look, what you see is what you get out of Hendricks and what you've gotten all season long is a lot of inconsistency. I think he has seven starts of one or fewer earned or one or zero earned runs this season, but he's also given up four or more runs, I think, in six starts. So this guy's just been kind of all over the place. It's very hard to kind of put a number on him at this point in time. And the Brewers are playing better again. You know, they get Brandon Woodruff back. He's been dominant. Eric Lauer was good over the weekend. The offense is swinging it pretty well with Willie Adamas back in the lineup. So it's Brewers are nothing for me, but if anybody's out there touting Kyle Hendricks's career 354 ERA against the Brewers, then you know that that's somebody that you don't want to listen to. I mean, that's decent. 354 is actually good. It's this year where he's gotten smashed. So I think that's your way too. to look at it, right? That's that's the way I was talking about it at the top of the show here. Um, the betting market report, Burke comes out with it every single day. So let's talk about one guy in particular. Jeffrey Springs tonight, Tampa Bay and Boston. This is an interesting one because Boston's offense, I always feel comfortable with them at home. The problem is Springs has been absolutely tremendous. Any thoughts on runs being scored in this game? It's Pavetta on the other side. Here's another guy. He pitches well at home. I mean, this to me is a game where I'm hearing a lot of people say, oh, it's going to go over. It's going to go over. And I'm staying away from it as far as I can. Tricky handicap. I lean with Boston and I thought about actually playing them, but Jeffrey Springs, as you mentioned, has been really, really good, good swing and miss stuff. All the stat cast numbers really like him. The problem with Springs is he hasn't pitched since June 24th. He was away from the team for a family medical emergency. Nothing ever came out in terms of details or anything like that, but now he is back with the ball club, but he hasn't pitched in what, 11 days that would be. So you know, that's something that's really, really difficult. I mean, it's basically like going on the injured list without making a rehab start 
you know, he's away with his family, so he's probably not throwing side sessions or anything like that. And if he is, it's not under the watchful eyes of the coaching staff. So that's a really tough spot, I think, for a guy like Springs to go in and face a really good Boston offense. And also, too, the Rays, they're one of the worst offensive teams in baseball in the month of June. If you look at their park-adjusted numbers, they were a little bit better just because Tropicana Field is graded on such a curve. But the Rays have not hit well for a while, and they're still missing a few key guys. They did get Wander Franco back last week, but they're just not performing well offensively. So I lean towards Boston tonight, thinking that maybe Springs isn't overly sharp, doesn't work too deep into this game. But at the same time, I mean, he's been a great find for them since they put him in the starting rotation. Last thing for you. I'm going to tell you my best bet. You can tell me I'm an idiot or not. It doesn't really matter to me because my, my feelings won't be hurt, Adam. It wouldn't be the last time. I got the Rockies under three and a half runs again. Worst team hitting on the road outside of Detroit. They don't have for power. They don't get on base. That being said, Ryan Pepio is coming back up. He's had some walk issues, 11 and 11 in the third innings, but 13 Ks. I don't see this Rockies offense getting going tonight. I'm taking him under three and a half. How would you feel about that bet? Another pitching change here in this one, Mitch White was supposed to go for the Dodgers. I actually entertain the idea of playing under eight and a half here just simply because the Rockies don't hit on the road. They've scored, I think, 3.03 runs per game away from Coors Field here so far this season, and they are much better against lefties than they are against righties, and they get a righty here tonight in Pepeote. And to me, I just I have such a low expectation for their offense on the road that you know, under three and a half makes some sense here, even though this is probably going to be, you know, by and large, a bullpen game for the Dodgers. I'm more interested in Herman Marquez in this start because he's on the road where he historically pitches better. Seems like maybe he's starting to find it a little bit more. They're changing around his pitch usage a little bit, but that's a guy who's really struggled throughout most of the season. So let's see how he fares against the Dodgers tonight. And let's see if the Rockies continue not being able to score on the road. Yeah, his thumb was sliced open in his last start. I'm afraid of that. I don't want to mess with it. Plus, the Rockies' bullpen is brutal. Adam Burke, thanks for the time, my friend. Always great catching up with you. Great chat with you, too, Holden. You got it. Take care of yourself. All right, on the flip side, we're going to wrap Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers up. I got a 25-1 to 1 Offensive Player of the Year bet in the National Football League. We're going to go with a little futures talk next. Thanks for hanging out with me. By the way, Holden Kushner, host of the Denver CityCast. And for Danny tonight, you're checking out Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. The VSN summer special is here for only 19 bucks. You get everything VSN has to offer from now until the end of July. You sign up today, you get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. By the way, NFL preseason, I mean, we got rookies reporting here in like 11, 12 days. It's here, baby. You want the full VSIN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Week, the use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber for July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com backslash summer. Okay, welcome back. Holden Kushner hanging out with you. I'm host of the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Uh, had a lot to talk about today. You know, a lot of curmudgeons coming after Russell Wilson for wanting to be a celebrity. That's so mean. Uh, talk about the Pac-12, uh, and, and I'm hoping Colorado goes to the Pac-12, by the way. And I had a Rockies bet, and it's the best bet that I gave you. It's Rockies under three and a half runs tonight in L.A. against the Dodgers. But before I recap the best bets, I want to get in my favorite bet that I'm going to give you today, and it's a futures, okay? We're going into the futures market, and we're looking at the offensive player of the year, and he plays for the Minnesota Vikings, and it is not Dalvin Cook. So... We're looking at 25 to one on Bet Rivers, the best price you're going to get out there. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. He has more receiving yards than any other receiver through the first two years of his career. Nobody's done it. Not Jerry Rice, not Randy Moss, nobody. He is the most targeted wideout in NFL history through a player's first two seasons. The Vikings, now we look back, Mike Zimmer was not really an offensive genius. They were the eighth most run-heavy team over the past two seasons. And now you got new head coach Kevin O'Connell installing a game plan focused more around the passing game. So think about this for a second. Eighth most run-heavy team when you've got the great Justin Jefferson, you've got Adam Thielen, 
to me, it seems like there wasn't a lot of confidence in Kirk Cousins, so they built it around the running game, which really doesn't work because the Vikings' defense is absolutely miserable. So we'll get to that in a moment, too. We're talking about Justin Jefferson, a guy that is a top three deep threat in the league, one of the best route runners in the league, just an elite route runner. He can line up in the slot. He can line up outside. He does that a lot more than Cooper Cup does that. Mm-mm, Cup doesn't do that as much as Jefferson. And the Vikings defense, I told you he was going to get to this, better than it was last year? I don't think so. They were awful. They gave up the ninth most points to the opposition. So I'm looking at that saying, this is a team that's probably going to have to play a lot of catch-up, throw the ball a whole bunch. Now, Adam Thielen is still there. I get it. But there is no doubt that the number one option in Minnesota and the guy that I think by the end of the year is going to be the number one wide receiver in the National Football League, Justin Jefferson, is the go-to guy on the Vikings. So where do I think Jefferson is right now? So if you look at his first two seasons, I think he comes up behind Cooper Cup and behind Devontae Adams, but there's reasons to think Jefferson is going to surpass those two guys, and then we'll get to his old teammate at LSU, Jamar Chase. So we'll start with Cooper Cup. He should continue to produce at a high level, right? But can he go for 145 catches, 1,947 yards, and 13 touchdowns again? I highly, highly doubt it. That's unlikely. That, to me, is... I mean, it is one of the greatest wide receiver seasons in the history of the league. He had battled injuries in the past. Yes, Allen Robinson is there. I think he's an upgrade over Robert Woods. But are the Rams going to give him double-digit targets in 16 to 20 games, including the postseason? Can he handle that workload again? He also scored two touchdowns in six different matchups. Twelve of his touchdowns coming in six games. That is almost unrepeatable. The guy's amazing. I get it. Stafford's better than Jared Goff, but do you think defenses are going to allow Cup to do what he did last year? I I think Cooper Cup is great. I don't see those numbers being put up by him, okay? I don't see the production. 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, great. That I can see, but Jefferson, he can hit that and emerge as the league's best wide receiver, and don't forget the Cup had those three touchdowns in 2020. Again, that was with Goff, but touchdowns, they really vary. They really do. So Cup has been on both extremes in that department with the touchdowns. I think he'll end up closer to the middle of those numbers, eight to 10 touchdowns coming up this year. Then there's Devontae Adams. Now, Devontae and Derek Carr have a history. They were teammates in college. Is this going to kill Aaron Rodgers? I I think Aaron Rodgers' numbers, they're going to suffer greatly. Uh, At least the passing yards and touchdowns. In my estimation, Alan Lazard is a guy that's rising, but... There's a lot of data out there, and you will see in most, the overwhelming most cases, a wide receiver's production dipping from the year that he goes for being a star with one quarterback, leaving to go to another team. It normally just does not end up being as successful as a connection. And let's face it, you know, Carr, fine. People are high on him. He's no Aaron Rodgers. He's not nearly as accurate, and there's no way he can have the rapport that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams said, even though they were college buddies, even though they were college teammates, I'm not buying into it. Okay. The last guy I want to talk about is Jamar Chase. Now he could take the leap. These two guys, Jefferson and Chase, they were teammates at LSU. Jefferson actually was playing the slot. Chase got to line up outside. 
And then the Vikings realized, listen, you know, we can we can just go go out there and roll you out anywhere and you're going to be successful. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has a shot to be this guy. I don't think he's that guy this year, though. I don't think he's that guy. I think he puts up monster numbers. He's great after the catch. But when you're talking about a wide receiver room with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, for me, Jamar Chase is not going to be that guy. Not going to happen. So here's the deal with the offensive player of the year. With the MVP, quarterbacks almost always win it. With the offensive player of the year, we've had two wide receivers in the past three years. Derrick Henry, a running back, won in 2020. He had Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, and then Cooper Cup last year. So the injury attrition rate to running backs, there's no way in hell I would ever back a running back to win offensive player of the year. The league is pass first. Wide receiver is squarely in the mix to repeat. I'm going to back Justin Jefferson, the guy that I think is going to be the best wide receiver in the league this season at 25 to one. By the way, I've also placed a wager on Justin Jefferson to have the most receiving yards in the National Football League at plus 850. It's a very good number at Bet Rivers. So you've got Cup and Chase ahead of Jefferson at eight to one, eight and a half to one, plus 850 for Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, by the way, he was also second to Cooper Cup, receptions of 20 plus yards with 27. Cup had 30. Just another stat I wanted to throw in there. That's one of my best bets tonight. So my best bets tonight, a future on Bet Rivers, 25 to one, Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. Let me just run it back and wrap things up with some other bets I'm interested in tonight. We'll start with the Rockies and the Dodgers. And as I told you, the Rockies are the worst team not named the Detroit Tigers when you're hitting on the road. Rockies can hit at home. They're actually a slightly above average team at home. Just total. They go on the road. They turn into one of the worst teams you're ever going to see. They're anemic offensively. Just 14 home runs on the road against right-handed pitchers. They're going up against Pepio tonight. Worse in the league. 29th in weighted runs created, 29th in OPS, lowest hard hit rate of any team in baseball on the road, 29th in runs per game. There's only 30 teams in baseball, 29th in runs per game on the road at 3.03. Only the Tigers are worse. So again, another best bet here. I'm going with the Rockies team total under three and a half. See if you can get that number no higher than minus 135. Maybe your threshold is better or is higher than mine. I know some guys that'll go up 160, 170, 180. To me, long term, you're not going to profit if you're consistently betting, even one, minus 135. If you're consistently betting minus 135, 150 and up, it's just, it's going to be very, very difficult to profit long term. The numbers just bear that out. Now, maybe you're betting dogs and you're hitting that, but. I'm not going to go past 135 very often, and most of the time, I'm betting live at plus money. So I feel okay because there are a couple of spots I feel nice getting in live tonight. This one under three and a half runs for the Rockies, and the other one, just a sprinkle, a little stab. Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros, dude's just raking. He goes up against Zach Grinke, who's pitching to contact a lot more these days. When Grinky's gone, he'll face one of the worst bullpens in Major League Baseball. So for me, this total sitting at eight and a half, I think at least one of those runs is coming from the bat of your Don Alvarez. Okay, I want to thank everybody. First of all, our producer, Britton Hess. Wonderful job today, Britton. Always good working with you. Mike, too, in the background, making all the technical things work. We love him, too. Thanks to our guests, Adam Burke from Visa, 
Frank Schwab from Yahoo. Great stuff. Again, my name's Holden Kushner. Host the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Get a chance to check it out. Go ahead and do so. I'd really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter, too, at Holden Radio. Thanks for checking out Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.